Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Phil Bliss, founder of Canada's podcast, and I'd like to welcome you to our Canada's podcast Dragon's Den special. Dragon's Den is going into its 17th season. Canada's podcast and Dragon's Den have partnered to find three golden ticket 60-second elevator video pitches for the new series. We thought it would be great for you to hear from Wes Hall, founder and executive chairman of Kingsdale Advisors and the newest dragon to the den. Wes is a brilliant example of where successful entrepreneurship can take you. Raised in Jamaica by his grandmother, was immigrated to Canada when he was 16. He really is a self-made Canadian success. Maybe you can join him and begin your success story. Take a listen to the podcast. Give us your 60-second video pitch, and who knows, you might get to meet the Dragons. The best three elevator pitches will get a golden ticket to audition to the Dragons Den producers. That's awesome. So go to canadaspodcast.com slash Dragons Den and make your pitch. But now, let's meet Wes Hall. Wes, uh, welcome to Canada's podcast. Great to have, to have you on. And, you know, uh, I don't think anyone listening and viewing Canada's podcast at some stage hasn't, you know, taken a look, a long look, a steady look at Dragon's Den kind of thing. You're the newest to, to, to Dragon's Den. You know, you've done a full season. You know, what have you learned from it? Uh, it you know, I, I, it's, it's must be such an experience. Well, Phil, first of all, uh, thank you for having me. And uh, uh, that is interesting. It's an interesting question. Uh, what did I learn? Well, I learned how to do television <laughs> because, uh, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you learn how to build a business, right? That's what an entrepreneur does. You start, they start from the ground up and build a business. And uh, learning television is a little bit like that. You get into a situation that you've never been in before. And the first thing that you have to do is to talk to the veterans, the people who've done it before. So I was able to talk to folks like Arlene and uh, spent a lot of time with her, asking her about her journey on the show. And as a result of uh, listening to her and taking her advice, I was able to, I guess, have a successful season to the point where they asked me to come back for another season. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. I mean, you're on the investment side, so you know it's not a new thing. But you know, seeing it in or experiencing it in the, the Dragons Den kind of environment, if you if you like, what makes a winning pitch in your mind? A lot of things. First of all, people have to really control their nerves because you may be very prepared when you get into the den, and as soon as the doors open and you walk in and the lights are on you, you just forget everything. And, uh, and you may have the best pitch in your mind ever, but if you can't present it and you can't articulate your business plan in a, in a proper way, you're never going to get the dragons to invest in your company. Mm-hmm. So what I would say to folks pitching is just calm the breathing down, first of all. Well, what makes the pitch a winning pitch? I guess it's really about you being very prepared. You know your numbers. Uh, if you watch Dragon's Den and you're a fan of the show, you'll realize that all they talk about initially are the numbers. 
right? You come in and you say, here's my valuation. And you put a number on the table. And the fact of the matter is that you now have to justify the numbers based on how the business will do or has been doing mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, I'm valuing the business based on what I'm going to do in the future. That's a big, big mistake because you're asking the dragons to pay a value today based on what you're going to get in the future. Right. right. And so that's really overpaying for something. So never walk into then and say to the dragons, I think my business is worth $10 million and you need to pay me that $10 million valuation on the business today. That will not get you, unless you have the most amazing idea, but that general will not get you uh, uh, an investor. Now, I'm going to kind of just slip back to Canada's podcast. You know, you've had an interesting journey from Jamaica and Canada and and building yourself up as an entrepreneur and now as an investor, but you're still an entrepreneur, even though you're an, an investor. I mean, I don't know about you, but without mentorship on the way, I would have been lost. You know, what sort of, I guess, what's that thing you've learned from a mentor that you kind of carry around in your back pocket and it never goes away? Really about not giving up. Um, when you're an entrepreneur, you get knocked down all the time. There's a lot of people saying no to you. A lot of people say no to you. If you ask a hundred people for something, probably 98 of them will say no. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult when people keep on saying no, or people just not believing in what you have created, especially when you're creating something brand new. When I started Kingsdale Advisors, for example, that business, the way that I wanted to build it, didn't really exist before. And could you imagine going to all the financial institutions in the country and every single one of them who are professional loaners, by the way, mm-hmm. they loan money uh, to fund business uh, entrepreneurs for a living. And when every single one of them told me, no, we're not going to support that idea, it suggests that that maybe is a bad idea because they're professionals. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I didn't listen to the professionals because I've got advice over the years from folks who say, you know, you have to believe in yourself. Right. And you have to, the first investment that you need to make is in yourself and yourself. And a lot of people don't do that. When somebody say no to them, they forget that their goal is to invest in themselves and to believe in themselves. So as uh, having mentors as an entrepreneur is absolutely critical because you need someone to pat you on the back when you're doing well, but you also need people to stop you and say, you know what, you're going in the wrong direction and get you refocused. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if you don't have those people around you, you're going to make a lot of mistakes very early. And those mistakes could be catastrophic for you as an entrepreneur, and it could end your journey. You've gone through a fairly life-altering Two and a half years, okay. Um, and you know, I, I was interested to know, you know, taking that, taking the last twenty-four months into account, are there any specific industries or products that you know you want to invest in? You see as being, you know, very viable over the next three to five years. One of the things that I'm looking at right now that's uh, fairly large 
is uh, a biotech uh, a pharmaceutical uh, manufacturing facilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the things that we've learned, for example, when we're trying to get vaccines from different parts of the world, what happened? Shipments were delayed. Shipments were redirected to different parts of the world because mm-hmm. A, they were paying yeah. more money uh, for different, different reasons, right? And as a result of that, we saw in Canada where we're just sitting there waiting and praying that we'd get our shipment of vaccine because there's a shortage of facilities in the world. So one of the goals of mine is really to invest in a facility or multiple facilities, not only here in Canada, but also especially in places like the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And what it does is really create high paying jobs, high paying opportunities for people in those regions. Mm -hmm. You can partner with planning and partner with, for example, the University of West Indies to be able to have those students who are capable and qualified but right now, when they graduate, they have really nothing much to do other than to go into the hospitality industry and to work for low wages. Mm-hmm. We can create great opportunities for those folks if we bring facilities like those. But the fact of the matter is that the world will continue to need those facilities. And they're usually they're going to need it at a moment's notice, just like we did during COVID. Yeah. So I see the lesson I learned coming out of that is what does the world really need and how can we create that need? And that's one of them. Now, you know, you just went through your first season. Is there a favorite pitch or a deal uh, from last season? Yeah, my favorite pitch was uh, this young fellow that walked into the den. Uh, he was uh, fairly young and he was built very nicely. He had uh, great, uh, great muscles. And I'm uh, sitting there going, I, I hope, uh, he, you know, he's going to say something very smart when he come in here. And he walked into the den. And you can tell that he was nervous, but he was really well prepared. And he really reminds me of myself when I started Kingsdale. I was 34 when I started Kingsdale. I wasn't as handsome as he was. Uh, but, uh, but I started Kingsdale at 34. And I remember being nervous in my first pitch to, uh, to a client to try to get their business. And I hit the ball out of the park. And I got the deal. And here I am. I'm here today still. That's what this young gentleman did. He came into the den he answered all the questions dragons were throwing at him. And Michelle is a tech person. And Michelle was just throwing all kinds of uh, tech questions at him. And he was just knocking them out of the park. And I just saw myself in this young man. And I go, that's somebody that I can see myself mentoring. Because he, he can tell that he puts the work in. And he will put the work in to be successful. And uh, yeah, I got the investment with them and it's closed and I'm very excited to be working with them. That's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side of it, you know, one of the, some of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make when pitching that really kind of just, just make it hard for them to, to get to the next level. Assuming that the dragons don't really know anything about their business and, uh, and they're just, you know, they just, take liberties that they shouldn't, right? These, these dragons have done so many things and they've, uh, they have so much to offer. And sometimes people come into the den, just, you know, treat that expertise, you know, with disregard. Um, and, uh, and the way that they respond to questions, it's almost like, uh, you know, why would you ask me that question? It's almost like they, they just feel that, it's obvious what we're here for. It's obvious that I, you should give me your money. It's obvious that my product is the best thing since sliced bread. What's wrong with you people? How could you not see that? 
anyone come in with an arrogant attitude like that, I've never, ever seen them close a deal. Why? Because the way that you project yourself in the den is how you will likely be as a partner. And if you're one of those individuals who don't really take advice, you don't listen, you have your own way of doing things, you don't really care about others, you don't need a partner. You need to be a sole proprietor. You need to be an entrepreneur with not getting other people's money in your business. Because once you start taking other people's money, there's accountability. And if you show yourself to be not you know, accountable in the den, chances are you're probably not going to get a deal in the den. So... You know, let's go back to this and sort of let's let's conclude. And it's kind of a good good point. Um, Dragons End been around for so many seasons. You know, yeah, coming up on seventeen seasons. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people keep coming back? You know, why are you still the top show? And I, I mean it, yeah. the top show. I actually was wondering the same thing myself until I got on the show. And then I, I have my wife and I have five kids. Okay. We have a 26 year old. He watches the show with his friends. Mm-hmm. We have a 23 year old. He watches the show with his friends. We have a daughter, 21. She watches the show with her friend. We have a 17 year old daughter watches the show with her friends. We have an 11 year old son who watches the show with his friends and I have colleagues at work and business partners that watches the show with the family. Yeah. And how many shows do you know that transcend that many uh, age groups? And, 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 and they're talking about, Oh, did you see what the dragon did? Or did you see what the dragon said to this guy? That's what my 11 year old will come home and said, Oh, my friend was saying, dad, you did this. And you said that that was great. And they didn't watch the show because his dad was on the show. They're fans of the show. And, and it's interesting. My, the first episode, one of the uh, uh, Aaron Atul, it was great because he sent me a nice note because he sent me a picture of him and his daughter. Right. Watching Dragon Show <laughs> because she's like, that's our favorite show. Uh, and, and that's the beauty of it is because why? Everybody picture themselves being an entrepreneur. Everyone. Like from yeah. a young 11-year-old kid with a lemonade stand, I'm going to sell lemonade. I'm going to give the money to charity or whatever the case may be. Everybody picture themselves being an entrepreneur. And being on the show is a way to say, hey, I want to pitch these guys one day to get money. That's the secret. You know, entrepreneurship is multi-generational. And that's, that's, so it doesn't get clipped into a pocket. So I think that's great. That's that's really it. You know, it's been a great little chat. I really enjoyed meeting you guys. And and I'm certainly looking forward to the the new season. And um, uh, I'm sure some of the people listening here will dive in and get experienced. And uh, uh, maybe, maybe, put their pictures in and hope for the best. So. Well, that's what we hope is, right? We, there are so many people out there with great ideas in their head and they're nervous about what to do with that idea. And I encourage them, I really do. I encourage them to do audition for the show. Audition for it. You'd be very surprised that it's not as bad as you think. Television is not as bad as you think. I enjoyed it. I think people who, everybody that I've met who've come on the show absolutely enjoy it. But just come on, at, at a minimum, what it will do is get exposure for what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. even if you don't get a deal. Okay. Thanks for coming on Canada's podcast. We'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll be 
following it as usual. And, uh, you know, great meeting you. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Pleasure.